0: You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 59, Negotiation. In this episode, I'm talking all about how to get what you want. When it comes to contracts or disagreements, understanding that it is okay to ask for what you need is key. So, this episode is timed at my one year anniversary of my job change. If you are new to this world of following me, hi and welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. But here is the truth I am a fertility physician. I've been out of practice almost four years, meaning out of training and in practice that long. And I made a big career transition when I quit my job with no backup plan about a year and a half ago when i was extremely unhappy i was very burnt out i was in the very wrong spot and i got so deep in the hole that i really thought i had no options i considered leaving medicine seriously that was an option that sounded like it might be good for me and in hindsight that would would have been terrible that would be totally the wrong option i love being a fertility doctor i worked so hard to get here that i can't believe i got so lost that I almost thought about walking away. Luckily, I didn't walk away, and instead I took a, it better be right or I'm not wasting my time mentality. And let me tell you, that really was the game changer for me. When I quit that job, I cast a really big net. I interviewed at academic institutions and private practices. I talked to startups and non-traditional jobs, and I was exploring every single opportunity. Because what did I have to lose? I already was miserable. I had already quit. My options on the table now were not to do this or do something totally different or be a full-time podcaster, blogger, YouTuber, one of those things, which all would have been fine, right? Those things would have been fine. But I realized that you can work your butt off, you can chase a dream, and you can still make choices, I chose that job, that leave you in a place where you are not happy. There are plenty of episodes on that. So if you want to hear the whole story, feel free to listen to Girl Quit Your Job and Burnout, and I will go over it all in detail. But what happened is I was in such a place of, I am not going to settle. It has got to be the right fit, or I won't work. Luckily, I had, in my misery, put a lot of time into my Instagram account. This podcast did not exist. There was no YouTube. Oh my gosh, side note, guys the YouTube channel. This episode I'm recording right now is going to launch on March 1st. That's my release date. I release on Sundays. The YouTube is coming out on Monday. Ah, I like squeaked. On Monday, on March 2nd, that's going to be my first YouTube video. I'm super nervous. I've spent eons of my life learning how to video record episodes. Well, not record, but how to edit. I've edited them myself how to put together all the equipment. Anyways, regardless, that's a whole different episode. But March 2nd, so side note, I love you XOXO. Go subscribe to the YouTube. The channel is just my name, Natalie Crawford, MD. And notify, get notifications so you can be notified of my first episode on March 2nd. Please, please, please give me feedback and grace. Lots of grace, guys. I'm a learning. Okay, but anyways, I had nothing else. I didn't have a YouTube, a blog. I didn't have a podcast. All I had was my Instagram account. But nobody else had that. I mean, maybe that's a lie. People had Instagram accounts, but nobody had one as big as I did. And I was starting to get known for my social media presence and my belief that patients, aka women, wanted to learn about their bodies on platforms they were using and in a real life fashion, not always in the doctor's office. And that gave me a little bit of a leverage It also was a huge handicap, I'll be really honest. So it was both, and I took it and embraced it. Here's the thing. Life is all about perspective. If you are in a place where you are going to negotiate, you need to know what your non-negotiables are, what you need, and what you want. Those are really three different categories. And it's really important to believe in yourself and have the confidence to stand behind them. Negotiation, when it comes to contracts, is not really about winning. It is about finding a mutual place of agreement that everybody wins, not just you. It's not you win and they lose. It is where we all win because we all get something out of this. It is about compromise, and compromise is okay. But I have my own experience to compare when I signed my very first contract, and that was coming out of fellowship and I had no idea. So in medicine, if you aren't in medicine, you work as a doctor, but you have no negotiation over your contract and residency or fellowship. It is just given to you. You can take it or leave it. You sign your name on the line. There is no negotiation there. Okay, but when I came out of fellowship, suddenly I was in a different position. I knew we really wanted to come to Austin because this is my husband's hometown. And we looked around other areas of Texas too, but I really limited our search to mostly Texas. I looked in Austin, Dallas, Houston, and a little bit in the Southeast, but very little. And there are not a ton of fertility practices here in Austin. At the time I was interviewing, which was early in my fellowship, there were only three. And I got an offer from one of them and I thought, great, this gives me a lot of Opportunity, potentially autonomy, I can grow into this role. It was still a young practice. There was just one other doctor there. But when I started to negotiate, I was very fearful. I mean, in hindsight, I can tell you I was very fearful. I was fearful of being perceived wrong, of making a mistake, of not getting the job, because subconsciously I had resigned myself to the fact that I needed this job to get to Austin. And my husband had supported me. Jay has done so much and he has followed me. I mean, he never left Austin. I mean, he traveled, but he never lived anywhere besides here. He grew up here. He went to UT, hook him. Then he followed me for my training to Dallas and to North Carolina. So bringing him back home, that was always his dream. And we love this city, so it's where we wanted to be. But I felt internally, whether I realized it or not, that there was a lot of pressure on this contract working out. And I let that provide some underlying fear in me. I didn't want to be greedy or be perceived as asking too much or thinking too much of myself or not humble or any of those types of things, selfish, things like that. And in a two person practice, it's really difficult, especially if one person started it. If you ask for more money, more time off, those are things coming away from the person who owns the practice. In hindsight, because hindsight is really beautiful, there were warning signs that that contract wasn't really going to work out. Some of the things that the other person had as, you know, non-negotiables, I probably should have paid more attention to them. But I really wanted it to work. I really wanted to come here. I wanted that job to work. And so I was very cautious in what I was negotiating. Of course, I wanted Money and time off and this and that, but I didn't really know how to ask for certain things. And even more than that, you guys, I didn't know what I needed. I'd never had a job where I had any type of choice. I didn't know what it was like to be out of training, where you don't have to just bust your butt every single day all the time. I didn't know. So one, I didn't know what it was I needed. I didn't know how to ask for it. And those things put me at a disadvantage when it came to my contract negotiation. When I quit that job, I felt a huge release, like a burden was lifted, but of course I was scared, but I was scared in a different way. I didn't know what was to come or what type of job that I would have coming up, but I was so far gone that I surely knew what I did not want and what I would not do. I had a much clearer idea of where my boundaries were and that gave me guidance and peace. So here you go. If you're going to negotiate something, set some boundaries and be at peace with them. Meaning, if it doesn't work out, that's okay. And I told so many people that. I said, here is what I need that I can't negotiate on. And if we can't make that work, that's okay. We'll be friends. We'll stay in touch. And that's the case for some of my contracts. So when you leave a job, it feels like a failure Feels like you made a mistake by choosing it in the first place. I had come to acknowledge and admit that. But being at a place where you're reflecting why it's wrong for you does help you set those boundaries and clarity. And here's the thing that was life changing for me when I got this new perspective it's not selfish or greedy or boastful to ask for certain things, it is actually setting the stage for expectation appropriately. And that is key to a happy relationship. Any type of negotiation is some type of relationship. And if you can both have your needs met, that's key to happiness. Meeting expectations is one of the keys to happiness. I tell patients this all the time. You can go through anything. Really, you can put up with anything. You can survive anything. But you can survive it really much better if I set the stage right. If I set your expectations. If I tell you, hey, you're running a marathon, then you're going to know. I'm not going to expend all my energy and effort right now. I've got to save some. The road's going to get harder, not easier. That's really different than sprint, okay? So understanding things, setting the stage of expectations correctly is setting the stage for a successful relationship or a successful partnership right. And so if you are not happy, I'm asking you this first. Number one, how'd you get in this position? Did you set proper expectations to whoever it is involving? Did you set the stage appropriately? Have you expressed your needs about what you want or what you need? Or are you expecting somebody else to be a mind reader? Because newsflash, they're not. So the perspective that really changed for me is that once you understand that it's okay to tell somebody what you need or what your non-negotiables are, Because if they can't meet them, good. Do you hear me? Good. If you can't meet my needs, good. I want to know now. I want to know now. Let's not waste time together. Let's not develop bad blood. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside. it's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click Get Started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up, and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word for one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential, and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual multivitamin every day because it is easy to take, and I know that I am getting high-quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy, and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No my shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at Ritual.com A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's Ritual.com A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Thank you, Quince. It is better for you to set the stage of your expectations. And if somebody else can't meet them, good. Know it now. Don't waste your time. When I started thinking about it that way, it was a lot easier for me to say, hey, this is what I need. And I was very short, clear, concise. And I was okay if they couldn't meet it. And a lot of people couldn't, you guys. I'm telling you, here I am, I've got the biggest Instagram account of any fertility doctor, I've got experience, patients like me, I'm very productive, and people couldn't meet my needs, and that is okay. It probably meant that they had needs that I couldn't meet, and if that is the case, by entering into a partnership or an agreement or a contract with them, I would have only been set up for failure. For failure, and that is not at all where you want to be because then you'll be in the same spot just doing it again and you're going to wear yourself down and that's how you leave medicine or whatever job you have so I realized at this time it's okay to ask for what I need so I'm going to use my social media for example one of the things that I've been really transparent about I had four needs one of them was complete control and ownership of all my intellectual property which at the time was the Instagram account But I knew I had more in the works. I knew I wanted to do a podcast. I knew I was going to have a blog. I knew more was going to come. So I would tell everybody, hey, I have this Instagram account and it's grown really big and it's important to me and I need complete control and ownership over it. You don't get to say anything about it. I did not want to have somebody looking over my back. I had been in a position prior where comments were made about posts I had posted or people not being happy with, oh, that was at work, or, oh, this was portrayed in this way or that way. And I didn't want that. I felt like I had a lot to say to my followers and my people, and I really wanted to educate women, and you cannot create when you are not free. You need freedom to create. I have said that before. So I wanted creative freedom. And we'll say like some academic places, they either did not want to give me that, or they were too fearful to give me that or it didn't benefit them in any way and that was a non-negotiable even other private practices or startups sometimes they wanted that monetary benefit that could come from other intellectual property endeavors like a book or things like that and the practice that i joined even the when i said this to the ceo he said yes of course you've done great with it i'm going to trust you but i'll tell you when the lawyers got involved It wasn't quite as clear cut. And so having trust and mutual respect is really important. And that's what I had to say. If you like what I've done with this, you must trust me that I can continue to do it professionally. But so control and ownership of my intellectual property was on my non-negotiables list. So think about it this way. If I was at one of those academic places, then... I would have been posting on my social media. Would I have to get every post approved? Would they tell me I couldn't do things? Would they say a YouTube channel is too risky? I don't know. And so in that situation, I think it was good. I put it out there. I was transparent. One place said, we can't do this. It's too much of a risk for us or our compliance department or whoever they had to talk to. They won't grant that. Or yeah, you can come here and do that. but. We got to approve every post. That's not creative freedom, you guys. Those relationships would not have worked out in the long term. So it was good. It was good for me to explore the opportunity, but it was good for me to be honest with what I needed. I mean, just imagine if I had, la la la, I'm not mentioning my Instagram account, and then it comes up later on, and then they're not happy, and then they want me to take it down or have to get every post approved. That's going to be a recipe for me to leave. So By having a non-negotiable need, by putting it out there, that actually gave me power in the conversation because power comes from being informed and educated and able to make a decision that is right for you. I also knew it was really important for me that I could spend more time with my kids. And I didn't want to work part-time. I wanted to work full-time. I love my job. It's a full-time job to be a fertility doctor, whether you're in office or not. But I needed a day. So I had realized that I need a day, a full day out of the office without responsibilities that I could dedicate towards being a mom, taking them to school, picking them up, doing doctor's appointments, taking care of myself, being a regular person. And I also knew that that would give me time to explore and grow a bunch of my other interests like this. And that's probably a huge part to why I've been able to be Successful when it comes to growth. I've been able to put time into my passions, educating women about fertility, talking about it, writing about it, doing a podcast. If I didn't have that time to create, so creativity needs freedom and it needs time, then I wouldn't have been able to. So I knew that right away. And that was clearly on my list of non negotiables. I can't work Monday through Friday, eight to five, or whatever the hours were. I'll work four days a week, but I need a full day off. And I knew that that was that not worth discussing or talking about. That was what I needed. And I'm not saying that's the right situation for you or for your family. That was what I had realized that I needed. And what I'm asking you is to realize, what do you need? What do you want? This, we'll say it's a job, this job to look like, what do you want your life in this job to look like? And how do you go about protecting it when it comes to your contract? And if somebody is not willing to give it to you, then are you going to be happy? Or is it better to say, hey, let's leave as friends? When I had my call with the CEO of my current company, I said, here are the things I need. And then I said, if it can't work out, that's okay. I understand. You have different needs. But these are the things I need. So if you can't meet them, let's move on and we'll stay on good terms and we'll touch base soon. Obviously, I work here, so my needs were met. I'm very, very happy. I have a lot of time and a lot of support. Not only do they say, yeah, you can have these things, they are very supportive of all my endeavors. And that's even extra incredible. I think for you, when you go into a negotiation, one, you must know that it's okay to ask for what you need. Number two, you need to know what you need. And you need to know what's not negotiable and what are you able to bend on. I bent on things. I didn't get every single thing I asked for. It wasn't like, I'm a princess, give me all these things and I got them. But I knew what couldn't be negotiated, what had to be there. And I knew what things I could bend on. What could I give on? Yeah, I can do that. Or, oh, I can do that. Where can we find a compromise so that everybody can be happy? And I believed in myself. Maybe I'm not sure why, because I was really at a very low point. But I said these things like I was worth them and I believed them. I at least believed in the core principle that I was worth trying to get the life that I wanted. And if I wasn't going to stand up for myself, who is going to? The person on the other end of the negotiation is looking out for their needs. So why am I worried about how I'm perceived? That's ridiculous. It's I need to stop worrying about how I'm perceived and believe that I'm worth fighting for. So you must stop worrying about how others in the interaction see you And start worrying more about your own needs and can they be met and what are they and how do you ask for them? And then I went against my other very verbose self and I didn't explain anything. So here are the other keys to negotiation. One, there's no apologies, okay? I'm so sorry, but I really need four days off per week. Nope, I need four days off a week so I can work on my social media. Nope, I need four days off a week so I can be a mom. No, what I said is, I'm really busy. I can only give you four days per week. I need one day off. That's non-negotiable. But do you see that? I like to think about this as what would a man do? And I'm sure not every man's the same, so I'm overly generalizing here. But men do not tend to apologize for things that do not need apologizing for. And they do not tend to explain things that don't need explanation. I don't know why women do this. I certainly am completely guilty of it, so I'm not judging anybody, but I think part of it is this innate desire to please people and to have them be pleased with us, and we think that that requires apology and explanation, but instead of that, I want you to just simply say what it is that you need clearly, concisely, without an apology, without an explanation. I mean, if an explanation is asked for, feel free to concisely give one. But that is not something you have to do. And you 100% do not apologize for your needs. They are your needs. Instead, be confident and proud of yourself for identifying them. And understand that underlying principle, that if somebody cannot accept your needs, if they are going to hold them against you, if they are going to think less of you, or not be able to meet them, good. Good, let me know now. Do me the favor and let me know now. Do not have me waste my time or your time on this endeavor that is bound to not work out. I'm gonna end with the last piece of advice that I got and this is from Dr. Melissa Wynn who is an OBGYN here in Austin. She is a friend of mine. She started Austin OBGYN Associates. They have an Instagram account at ATX but she's a friend of mine and she's been a mentor for me. She started trusting me early when I came to town and is a huge referral source. We send a lot of patients to each other. But she told me, so I went to go meet with her. Her practice sends all her patients to me. And I said, hey, by the way, I quit my job. I don't have another one, so I don't know who's going to see your patients. And that's not a fun conversation. And she was amazing. So this is, these are the people, go back and listen to the Find Your Tribe episode. These are the people you surround yourself with. She said, good for you. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. And here is what she told me that was what I held on to a lot during my negotiations. She said, money seems like it is the most important thing in a contract because it is objective. X amount of dollars, la, 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 la. The very most important thing is your time. As we already said earlier, that's your most important commodity. But she said, negotiate your time, give on money if need be, give on other things, understand that money means a lot of different things. But if you can get less time for the same money, that's where you're winning. And so she challenged me to think hard about my time and what it was worth and what time outside the office did I need to be myself. And so that was her advice was negotiate your time, number one. And I kept that in my mind the whole time that my time was worth negotiating. And I do not see enough people do that when it comes to their own contracts. All right, friends. Well, I am no contract expert by any means. I've just been through the process. I had an amazing contract lawyer. Her name is Elizabeth Lemoine. She is in Dallas, Texas. At Lemoine Health Law is her Instagram account. L E I M O and E, LeMoyne, L-E-I-M-O-N-E, health law. I'm just giving out everybody's Instagram accounts today. But she was amazing. And getting yourself a good contract attorney, somebody to help you negotiate, who understands healthcare contracts, it's worth the money. And let me tell you this, they know they're expensive. It was not my cheapest investment, but it was well, well, well worth it. And I sent a ton of people to her, were in similar positions because she really represented me beautifully and I felt like she really understood what was important to me and helped me structure a contract that I'm now very, very happy with. So please, 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 I'm not a contract expert. I'm just sharing my own experience and you deserve to have your own contract expert. So never sign a contract without having a lawyer review it and make changes and help you negotiate good lawyers know their worth. Thank you so much for spending time here. I love you guys so much. When I think back to this past year, as I sit here in my desk, I just can't believe how much I've grown and how much my platforms have grown, how much as a community we've all grown together. Again, love you so much. Every rating, review, and share of this podcast means the world to me. Can't believe we're at over half a million, but also you guys. I would love any support you have, any feedback, any comments, any what you want to see on the YouTube channel. So if that's a platform you ever go play at, it's Natalie Crawford, MD. Would love to see you subscribed and join the community over there. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford, MD, or the blog of the same name, Natalie Crawford, And now guys, if you're on TikTok, you go there too. Natalie Crawford, MD. See you soon. Thank you.